eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, before we proceed to the next segment, I need to tell you about our wonderful partner here at Love of the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. And I know I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks, specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays, because that is the best deal if you're looking for wings. Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But every other day of the week, they've got you hooked up with quality food, quality drinks, and great specials. They have drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, wall-to-wall TVs, literally. I'm not just saying that like a simile. It's literally wall-to-wall TVs. There's barely any space on the walls. It's all televisions. They have live music, every sporting event you can imagine. It is the best atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, whether it's happy hour with coworkers place to watch the game with your buddies or just a nice spot to have dinner with your family boomer jacks has the hookup for you there's 17 dfw locations you can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com that's boomerjacks.com all right brian uh let's take a look at the defensive side of the ball now uh there's again a lot of areas a lot a lot of people you can single out here and go to which yes let me ask you this real quick yeah, I, I, you know, you you have a, an argument. Go ahead and tell your argument on that. Go ahead. I mean, on, on which part, the Zeke part? Yeah, the Zeke part. Go ahead. And, I yeah. just I, I just think that what you're seeing now is that he's not even as effective as he once was in short yardage situations. Too often, I just I don't think he runs with the same power that he once did. I, I think they they ran him into the ground and the tread came off the tires a lot faster than you'd expect. And just to me, I, I just don't think he's productive enough on a per snap basis i'm not saying he can't give you good reps every now and then but on a per snap basis i just think he's a net negative i feel like anytime you're giving zeke the ball you're 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 you've got maybe four or five other things you can do on that play that would be more productive and so i just i i feel like he's just not a productive football player in in the macro anymore i just i guess my argument to that is together i think it I don't think that maybe Pollard's helping Zeke. I kind of feel like that Zeke is helping Pollard at least get rest. You know. Oh, so. oh, and they'll they'll tell you people who have been around the team. They'll tell you for even the ones who wanted to see more of Pollard. They'll tell you there is something to the physicality that Zeke runs with and how yeah. that juice to the other guys like that gives yeah. light. So like I understand that dynamic for sure. Uh, it's just you know yesterday he was about the only guy on offense who wasn't productive. Everybody else 
was doing doing productive things and and <laughs> I felt like the the most productive thing Zeke did was he sold a fake really well that Dak bootlegged and scored. Yeah. And it's just when he, when the ball's in his hands, I don't know that that's ever going to be your best use of giving the ball to somebody. Um, even in short yardage situations at this point, he's just, he's not hitting them like he once was, but that's, that's just kind of where it is for me now. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, there, there's a number of guys we can talk about. I'll, I'll let you pick which, which player would you like to talk about first? Cause there's a lot of well, I, 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 yesterday. You know, it's funny. I just had this thought in my head that the, there's a Dallas a group from Dallas. You might know this, uh, uh, deep blue something, I think is it. It's oh like, yeah. 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 Deep, deep blue, they were breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's. And that's, well, you know, it's like the song goes along and then one of the lines is, well, that's the one thing we got, you know, yeah. and maybe, maybe that was Zeke when you're talking about the fake, <laughs> when you're talking yeah, about sure. the fake, well, it's like, well, that's the one thing we got. It helped. Well, <laughs> yeah. That song. So yeah. Uh, you want to talk a defense? I'll talk. Uh, I want to hear you. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts on Cowboys safeties or Leighton Vanderush. Uh, which is more impactful? I just give me just which one? Jay, Cowboys, here's, here's what here's, Cowboys, here's what I want to say. Here's Kirsten what I want to say. Wilson, Kirsten Wilson, and I want to either Kirsten Wilson or I want to hear thoughts on Leighton Vanderush. I, I thought I thought the two guys that set the tone early that really took Tampa out of their game were Micah Parsons and Donovan Wilson. I thought Donovan Wilson was great in this game, specifically early in the game, setting the tone, not just, you know, in terms of making plays, but playing with physicality, punishing people, making them regret coming into his area. Uh, I, I thought the tone that he set was huge. And J-Ron Curse, I mean, was fantastic, you know, breaking up passes, doing what he does. I, I've said this, I think a lot of people view, and, and rightfully so, I think he is one. A lot of people view, oh, Mike is the leader, Mike is the leader, blah, blah, blah. I think it's a misunderstanding to to just say Mike is the leader of the defense. I think a lot of people on that defense answer to J. Ron Curse. I think you're absolutely right about J, that. J. Ron Curse to me is the it, he is the heart and soul. He is he is the emotion of that defense. Micah plays with a lot of passion, things like that. But in terms of just the raw emotion and 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 who everybody turns to when things are a little unstable, it's J. Ron Curse. That is. That's their guy that they look to when things are going wrong. So to me, just the way J. Ronkers played in terms of playing through pain, like he has all year. He's been hurt all year. All year. Through pain, the way he leveled up and played maybe his best game of the year, uh, I think. And, and not just, you know, playing his normal safety role and coming up in the box. He was taking Russell Gage on some stuff. Like, like they haven't put him on a receiver like Russell Gage all year. They didn't do it to him last year either. He was being asked to do things they doesn't normally do had a ton of pass breakups and that is that's their that's their emotional core on defense is J Ron Curse and so I thought Curse and Wilson were absolutely incredible. If I were to and you're in that locker room every day. So if I were to ask you this question, you take a secret poll mm-hmm. of the, of the defensive players and would you say the secret poll is J. Ron Curse is the leader, or Micah Parsons the leader that people that they they would follow. Curse by probably a three to one margin, if not more. You know what? I absolutely believe you because talking to people in that locker room too, I, I don't get to get in it every day like you do, but I know enough people over there that would tell me they're like, 
you, you hit the nail on the head about curse. I, there's a utmost, there's a lot of respect for Micah Parsons. Folks, sure. please, folks, don't get bent. Don't, yeah, don't, this, this is not a backhand of Micah Parsons this, this is at all. Not, not at all. Don't get bent, folks. You know, don't look at Micah Parsons, love of the star, <laughs> hate you and all that. We don't. But we're just making a point. And I think you made an excellent point about uh, about the safeties and about the leadership from, from Curse. I love the way that Wilson played the game yesterday. I love the way that Leighton Vanderesh played the game yesterday. It was great. I think that tells you a lot about the way that Dan Quinn and this defensive staff addressed how they were going to play the game. They, they weren't interested in having uh, Gallimore and Bohanna active. They went with a quicker front, and they also went with, with Hankins up front, knowing that, listen, we might not get into a game where they're going to run the football. You know, they, they, they really – they got after Tom Brady. They, they, to be honest with you, I don't think these defensive coaches respected Tampa's running game. I think, no. it, I think it turned into and, – and usually when it turns into a running game, they, they felt like, okay, if Tampa's going to try and run the ball – we're going to handle it with Hankins, Vanderesh, and Wilson. That's how we're going to handle the running game. And it turned into, but Tampa ran the ball, what, 12 times, something like that, some ridiculous number. It yeah, it was, it, it, was some, it was some ridiculous number, like we said. Leighton Vanderesh playing pass coverage yesterday. I mean, how many times did you see Leighton Vanderesh having to drop and Play in the middle of the field. Oh, I, oh, he was he was great in coverage. He was great in run support. He he rushed the passer a couple times yeah. and was good. He he was excellent. He and Micah Parsons, I thought, both had really great complete yeah. games doing everything. Well, we talked about what a what a problem for the Buccaneers Donovan Smith was going to be. We, yeah. we 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 picked that one out early, and I think their offensive line, as much as the Cowboys had been shuffling around, you know, putting Ryan Jensen in there at center, there was. That wasn't as clean of an operation as we've no. seen, uh, you know, with with a Tom Brady-led team, for, for sure. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I, I was having this conversation uh, with Patrick Walker at uh, DallasCowboys.com as we were riding the bus over there to the stadium. And we were talking about how Jensen was going to play. And I was making the same sort of point of, you know, from a, a Dallas perspective, fans probably see that and go, oh, my gosh, Jensen, he's so good. Here he comes, steps in this. And I was like, Fans need to think about it from the flip side. Think about the growing pains or the difficulties of Tyron Smith trying to find No question. No question. The Buccaneers were going to be facing the same thing. And they're facing it from a center exchange and a guy who's supposed to be calling out protections and helping out with all that sort of stuff. And so it's it, it, there was even more going on that. So I almost felt better knowing Jensen was just going to be dropped in there um, because there was no telling what kind of rhythm he was going to be into. And, and the defense made a bit. The, the guys on the interior, the young guys on the interior, Odigizua and Golston have been great lately. They, they have been so good. They were great against the commanders when a bunch yeah, of guys. They, they were two of the only ones. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What did you think about the game from Israel McQuamu? He, uh, I, I remember we were standing out at practice, uh, and I know one of your, your favorite 
scouting tells on corners is when you see them take a receiver and they run the drag route across. They carry, they carry him. Yeah. And I remember we were out in Oxnard and they were putting McQuamu on the slot on Lamb. Couldn't and believe he it. Carried, he carried Lamb the whole way over and knocked the ball away. And he did it twice in that practice. And I remember that was the first time where I was like, could he, he might be able to still, he played corner at South Carolina some, but I was like, he might actually be able to do that here. It looks like, and, but I kind of, six weeks ago, I know I asked Brad Sham when everything was going, I was like, do you think they'd consider McQuamu at quarterback or, or corner? And he was like, maybe, yeah, this is some, and just six weeks, very surprised, but look, they drafted him to be a safety, but I'll always remember when he got on that call with Jerry Jones, the secret draft audio, he told Jerry, Jerry, you're getting the best cornerback in the draft even though they planned on him being a safety. And then he's like, well, whatever, I'll play whatever. But, man, he is he is long, he's physical, he is not afraid. That guy, that guy does not play scared football at all. And, and, and I love what he did for them in the however many snaps he played. I think he played 37. Um, but just it, it's it, it worked out great. I'll be interested to see, and, and Brian, I'm curious if you think this, do you think this was a Tampa-specific plan, or do you think the plan from now on? See, I was going to say, Bobby, you've, if you've been to Cat's Deli in New York, the, the famous deli. When I, when I go to New York, I go to McDonald's, Brian. Come okay. On. Cat's <laughs> Deli in New York, you take a number, right? They call yep. out your number. Why the hell have these coaches like played Cat's Deli with the left quarterback spot? You know, it's like Israel, take a number. And I think a lot of it has to do – it's so funny because – I was asked a question from Gavin Dawson today, and he's right. He goes, why is it taking him so long to realize this kid could probably play corner for you? You know, there are a couple of pass plays, and you're thinking, here's this, you know, a guy that's super long, super tall, and he's not supposed to be able to play – he's not supposed to be able to play slot, but he can play slot. And Played so it really now, well. And so now you're asking, well, okay, why are they trying all these cats delis? Num- take a number, take a number, take a number, take a – and McQuamu – uh, number 48. Okay. Oh, I'm 48. And then you go out there and you're like, oh, here's your corned beef sandwich. But like, he's the, like, he looks the best like him and bland. And, but as they go through all these guys, as they, as they work through roads and they work through, you know, it's just right. Joseph, right, Joseph. it's just, they're working through all these guys. And, and let me be real honest to you, Bobby. I, man, I did not. I was not digging the last two minutes of that game after the onside kick. Yeah. And they, and they launched that ball on Rhodes. Yeah. That, that scared me, Bobby. I, I don't. Yeah. You I, saw he can't, he's not, he can't run like he used we to. We talked about it. We talked about that. And he could yeah. look at, he could look inside and think he was going to get help. Bro, you got to run that thing down. So, but I, is he, I mean, have they found, have they found the guy finally? Have, have has well, cats like, you, has cats Dilly finally <laughs> found their guy? You know, we we we've, we've talked about sandbagging theory before. Dan Quinn told us all this week. I feel comfortable about what we're going to do there. I don't want to talk about it. And we all just kind of assumed. I think like so okay, Izzy Izzy was the plan all along. That's what he said. I know what we're doing, and I feel comfortable with it. He's like, I don't want to talk about it though. And wow. so we assumed it was talk. So. He, I wonder if when they lost to Jacksonville, regardless of what they say, I wonder if Dan Quinn said, we've got a problem at corner, because that was the game where Kelvin Joseph really got burned. 
Yeah. Wonder if he said, we're not winning this division, and I'm not tipping my hand about what we're doing in the playoffs, but I know what I'm doing now. McQuam was taking that spot. I it, it almost feels like he knew for a few weeks what he was going to do there. And it makes sense. So, because so he, he just – he just yeah, he played just had, all those. He yeah. had a phony. He had a phony yeah. rotation. He never intended on playing against Tampa because he went out there and was like, "Nope, we're we're going." When it was Monday of last week, he said, "I know what we're doing." That was before he saw the week of practice. He said, "I know what we're doing. I feel really comfortable about it." Wow. And said, but I don't want to talk about it. So to me, I think that it, it makes sense too because, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, we saw him in Oxnard play corner and he played it well, and it was it was kind of. But they had enough corners. Yeah, but. But Bobby, they the poor kid played safety. If you went up and talked to him in the locker room, like I'm sure you did, he, he'll tell you I'm a corner. But they play him at safety. They play him at corner. They play him at safety. You know, it was like it's kind of like they they were trying to kind of figure out what he was. But you're telling me that Dan Quinn he sandbagged this thing for a couple of weeks to get to get. I think the, that's I think that's what he did. To wow. be- Honestly, when they lost to Jacksonville, we all wrote off the division. And that was the moment when they lost to Jacksonville where they said, Kelvin Joseph isn't working. Who's going to be the corner? And I think at that point, he just said, I'm going to throw out phony solutions, but I know what we're doing. Well, so like Mullen and all those guys are just. That's. that's I mean, Mullen's depth. You need a body. You still need him. Um, But in terms of actually rolling him out, there's a real option. Because McQuamble wasn't a part of the equation at all. And then before he even sees this week of practice, he said, I know what we're doing. And he knew it was going to be McQuamu. That to me says he had made up his mind weeks ago, knew it was probably going to be Tampa. was like, I feel comfortable with McQuamu's size playing against them. So that's just, that's my conspiracy. Now here's my one criticism. No, for sure. (laughs) Here's my one criticism of the game from yesterday from the defense. I gave you an offensive one. Uh, I don't don't think he was awful, a black hole or anything in coverage, but Trayvon Diggs in coverage, I did not think was very good. And I thought that in tackling, he olayed about a half a dozen times. It, it was it was not – he wasn't finishing tackles. And there were several times he just went, ah, I think I'll just kind of step aside from this collision here. Of, of- you better be careful. You better be careful. I, I drew Cowboy Nation. Cowboy Nation's gone after me on Twitter today about that whole thing. Like I, lo- I, lo- I love Diggs. Seven, I- third and seven, man, you get a chance to get off the field. Just tackle in front of the sticks, you know. Slow the guy down. Others will get to you. Man, your, your your brothers out there are playing their rear off. And what happens? You give a third and seven up, ends up being an 11-yard play to a running back. And now you're gonna now you're you have to make a, a curse has to make a play. You you make that tackle, it's it's you know you're off the field. I, I thought I thought I thought he played the worst game in the secondary yesterday. I thought Diggs was the worst. You're gonna game. get in trouble. You're gonna get. In but trouble. I, and I love Diggs, and I think Diggs played. I think Diggs played at a really high level most of this year. That was not his. That was not his standard. And I think he'd tell you that. I think Diggs would tell you he didn't you play think, the standard. Do you think that? Do you think Kyle Shanahan goes after him in this game? I, I think Kyle Shanahan, knowing him and the way he designs things, like. Kyle Shanahan may be the able jet to sweep the jet sweep. Yeah. Running yeah I mean, I mean, Kyle Shanahan may be able to get Debo Samuel one-on-one against Chauncey Golston, the way he's able to draw things up. So I, I don't know how he's, I don't know who he'll target, but he'll look for a mismatch and he'll get it. Uh, but it, it'll I, be, we'll have a lot to talk about with that game too. I'll say this, Bobby. I don't agree. I don't disagree with your statement. You just made about dicks. I don't disagree. 
That's good. But, but the but, but pro, ran a lot today. <laughs> the pro football focus and all that will tell you, you know, pro football focus will tell you all the opportunities that he had in that game and that the coverage numbers and stuff are fine and all that. I I I you know what? I think he can cover it. He absolutely can cover. I he just hasn't done it well the last two weeks, really. It's been a struggle. It's been a yeah. struggle. Yeah, and, and hopefully he gets that corrected. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.